0: Yep. Huh? Just wait. Okay, I'll wait. Total prohibition to judging. Yes. Right. You can't judge whether somebody's saved or not. It's God's job. The church has to And in so doing, we've got we've got to use discernment and some judgment in that. So, yes. So what do you think Jesus is talking about? You had one? Okay. We're supposed to judge our brothers and sisters in Christ to a difference. Hold accountable. Um, does that go for everybody? Every brother and sister? Or those that have asked you to hold them accountable? The ones you're close to. So you have a relationship with. Okay. I think you earn the right to be heard in somebody's life. Whoa, where was that? Joe Jersey. Jersey. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think there's a difference. You can't hold an unbelieving world to a standard of um, God's word. That's right. Um, and I think as brothers and sisters in Christ, you, you earn the right to be heard in somebody's life, but like you can't just walk out and like, hold somebody to a standard. You don't know that. It's not going to be easy. <laughs> well, I guess, like throwing pearls to swine? maybe uh, yeah thank you right i think it's the posture of our heart right right okay i'll go with that right that's point one, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. I think, I think in context, he's saying that, that we're, not, we're not never, you're not supposed to say that, right? We're not never supposed to, well, let me see how you can say that. We're supposed to use discernment, right? We're supposed to use discernment. He's not saying to overlook sin. He's not saying that we shouldn't hold people accountable. Uh, remember this story? Jesus, uh, when he was anointed by the sinful woman, said this. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wipe his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. Then the Pharisees who had had invited him saw this. He said to himself, if this man was a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. That she is a sinner. Did you get that? Judgment. So, what was Jesus' response to, to What was Jesus' response to her? Do you remember by the story? Exactly. He he talks to Peter kind of offline. He kind of pulls Peter to the side and goes, "Hey, Peter." So the Pharisees can overhear him. Uh, let me tell you this parable. It's this guy, he, he owns, uh, a bunch of stuff and he has two debtors. One owes a lot, one owes a little. He forgives both of them. And, uh, which one do you think will be more grateful? And Peter says the one that owed the most. And he said, you're right. And then he turned to the woman and said, your sins are forgiven and go in peace. And so I think that's a lot of times the posture, uh, we need to really... Brandon mentioned this last week, you know, the, the old WWJD bracelets. I mean, we really, really should think about those because uh, in our own lives, what would Jesus do? His posture was, was always of grace and mercy and compassion toward those who were lost. Um, so what, what we should do is not not judge, not, not put our place in the, in the position of judge, um, we're usurping that, that judgment that's reserved only for God in some cases. And so uh, I, can think of one, I can't think of one time in the Bible when Jesus um, didn't, and somebody mentioned this, didn't, um, when he was sharing with somebody, when he was forgiving sins, when he was doing whatever, he didn't already set the table. He hadn't already formed a relationship. And it was quick. Woman at the well, woman caught in adultery. I mean, these are, ty- these are folks that Jesus... Formed that, that, that right with very quickly because he advocated for them. He loved them and they saw that in him. And so uh, at times in our lives when we come out with judgment on Facebook or in blogs or whatever and it's just these 140 character quips about whatever, um, they just come across nasty. So I think, I think when thinking about Jesus and the woman at the well, he looked into her heart and he saw that she had five husbands and the, one, the man she was with was not her own. And that's some luxury that we don't have. We can't look into the heart of people. So number, first part of, uh, first part or first little line on your outline, if you're one to fill those in, is judgment backfires. That's what Jack was alluding to. Um, judgment backfires. It says, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. By my standard of judgment, I will be judged. We've all watched different courtroom TV things or uh, movies or whatever that are set in a courtroom, and, and uh, you hear sometimes the judge will ask the, the counsel to come to the bench, you know, and then they come up here to the bench, and he says things like, uh, You were walking a fine line there, you know, watch your line of questioning. Do you want me to hold you in contempt? If you, let, if you say that one more time, I'll find you in contempt. And Jesus saying, look at, look at this. As you approach the bench, uh, I love you too much. I love you too much, church, to, for you to be fined by your judgment. Yet, the two biggest indictments of the church are judgment and hip- hypocrisy. So, he said, this is my courtroom. This is my courtroom. You need to know your place. Not only for my sake, for the church's sake, but for your own sake, for the, ju- for the coming judgment. And he's not mad. He's not threatening here. Jesus isn't doing that. He loves us too much to do that. He's just warning us, basically. Growing up, did you guys, I, if you're like me, I grew up in the church, and I had um, this belief that when I died, I would step into heaven, and then there would be God and Jesus, right? And that they would be showing this movie of my life. Anybody else? You have this, okay? So there's this move, movie of my life going on. I have to sit there with Jesus and God, and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, about that." Um, uh, yikes! That that didn't look so good, did it? Uh, ooh, I really blew it there. Um, ooh, how'd that get on there? You you, you might not want to watch this part, God. You know. But in but in the viewing, when our lives are laid bare, everything I did, everything I I didn't do, everything I thought. All my actions, all my words um, will be judged. Now, the question is, how do we want to be judged? How do we want to be judged? If you're like me, you want a compassionate judge, right? we want a compassionate judge that knows our heart, knows the love, uh, looks, us, looks at us as his child. Um, when the sum total of my life is a reflection of the forgiveness that we've been uh, given, Am I the person in the parable that Jesus had forgi- that, that Jesus said had been forgiven a great debt? I find that a forgiven person is a forgiving person. So is my standard of judgment mercy and justice? Or is my standard of judgment condemnation? If you're like me, you want justice and mercy. Second thing is, is judgment blinds. Judgment blinds. Interesting here. Well, let's read it again. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. I think Jesus is instinctively using the eyes here uh, in this parable because he's saying, one, we don't see things as clearly as we think we do. You know? When we're judging other folks... When we're just looking at the outside, we're looking at the action, we're looking at whatever, we're not seeing the years of turmoil and pain and whatever that has led to this action. So we're not seeing the whole story. And second thing is, is he's using, I love that he uses the thing about the plank, or the, I think of a two-by-four jammed in my eye. You know, how uncomfortable would that be? How close could I get to somebody to see their speck? You'd have to be trying really hard. To find a speck in your brother's eye when you got a two by four jammed in your own, and I, again, just um, we're blind to the entire story. Um, there was a couple that came to our church um, early on, and I think uh, you, you, if, you've, if you've read any of Jen's stuff or brand stuff, they, they may have referenced this. I haven't read their books, um, <laughs> but there was a there was a couple. I will. I'm, they're on my Kindle. I'm, I'm going to get to it. Um, there was this couple that came to our church. Well, I read yours, Brandon, not Jen's, because that's girls. That's girl book. Uh, um, there was this couple that came to our church, and, and they walked in late. Uh, and I'm kind of like the church bouncer usually. I stand in the back with my arms crossed. If you don't look good, you don't get in. Except for you, one. Um, if you don't, you know. And, and so I'm standing in the back of church, and this couple comes in late, and they've got these three rambunctious chair crawlers. That uh, I mean, I just I was coming unglued. They were they were all over the place, and and you know they this just rubbed me wrong. Okay. Uh, And as the service, as the service went on, um, well, I'll tell you this in a second. Well, everything in me wanted to take them out. I mean, literally not kill them. Well, I wanted, I wanted to take, I wanted to take them out and show them the children's ministry. So the kids would be could play in there and be rambunctious or whatever kids do. I'm an empty nester. So my patience is about that long. Uh, but I, 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 you know, uh, in my judgment at that time, uh, I wanted them out. Uh, but I didn't. For some reason I had a check. I was like, ah, eh, don't go. As the, as the deal went on, uh, Brandon gave an invitation toward the end of service. And I don't know how they heard a word, but we don't do the invitation very much, but both, both he and she raised their hands as having trusted Christ. And, uh, Kind of the back story on that is Glenn and Sabrina came to our church as a, as a result of uh, Care Communities, which is a ministry that we do, um, for folks that are dying of AIDS and cancer. And um, Glenn um, had advanced AIDS, and his wife was HIV positive. And I wanted to take him out, you know? Um, but I didn't. Later, later on, um, two weeks, I think two weeks later, uh, having trusted Christ and having shared that with his group and having been baptized in his house, Glenn went to know the Lord. He died. Um, the only folks that were at their funeral were the people that were in, in the restore group that was ministering to them. And we found that to be awesome. And, you know, I, I, many times we impose our own, uh, set of standards to other folks if they don't look like us if they don't make the same income range we make if if they don't listen to the same music if they don't dress the same if they don't whatever then that's somebody else's deal right we judge people and I don't care you know I do it Uh, we do it all the time and so I just think we need to uh, be careful as we're judging not just the words we say but in our actions how we treat people Um, because judgment is blinding Judgment is also hypocritical. You know, many times we're looking for the specks in our neighbor's eye to take the focus off our own sin, right? Um, remember when Jesus told the Pharisees, you strain at gnats and swallow camels? You strain at gnats and swallow camels, you know? I can just imagine straining out, you know, drinking water or whatever and straining out the gnats, but you're, in the meantime, you're just in the back guzzling a camel, um, I think about King David, when I think about uh, this hypocritical thing. He was year, year one, after one year after he'd, he'd had this fling with Bathsheba, remember that? Um, so he was feeling guilty in order to cover up that and the sin that had gone on. He killed her husband, right? So years gone by. And uh, Nathan comes to him and he says, hey, David, there's this rich guy. With a thousand sheep, who took the only one little lamb that this poor guy had? What should we do with him? And David said, "Kill the man." See, King, King David didn't know that the parable was about him. He had allowed he had allowed the plank in his own eye to cloud the speck that had that of the of the of the story. There, we need to judge ourselves first. Anything else is hypocrisy. Judgment also damages. It damages our brother. It damages our story, and it damages the church. Um, if we believe the great Commandments to love God and love others, and that all the laws of the prophet hang on those two things, then there's no place for judgment at the foot of Jesus, right? We don't have to go very far to find many people damaged uh, the, the fallout of the damage that the church has done. Um, You see it all the time. We you know, here at A and C I get I get emails every every week from folks that are they're just so damaged, giving church one more try. You know, know there's something here, but dang it, they've just been they've just been hurt so many times, they're afraid to plug in the community for fear of blank. You know. Um, we just try to hopefully as a church, we, we, we do hold ourselves in a little bit different posture. We give people a soft place to land, a place to belong. Um, and hopefully, if if is not your church, your church, you're doing the same thing. I hope that's a testimony that you're you're living. Our very best friends left the church for 17 years because of the damage inflicted um, by church, by judgment, by hypocrisy. They still believed in God. They just really had no use for its people. That's a strange, terrible indictment of the church, isn't it? Mahatma Gandhi said, I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christians, right? Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. God's word says that if anyone causes one of these to stumble, those who believe in me, it would be better for them to take a large millstone, tie it up around their neck and be thrown into the sea. A lot of times we are our own worst enemy, church. Church. You know, the judgment that we give off, this air of superiority, um, what an indictment. But when we we read Jesus' accounts, when, when Jesus is dealing with folks who are far from him, who don't know him yet, he's so gracious, he's so loving, he's so welcoming. He's such a soft place to land. The ones he holds the most contempt for are the very Pharisees that are acting so judgmental. Last thing is this, and, and, and I almost didn't include it because it almost doesn't fit. You know, the whole pig and dog thing, I know we hit it a little bit. But um, I find it interesting that in that little, is it one verse or two? Do we have that, the pig and dogs? One verse. Jesus has said, don't judge, right? But now he's, now he's asking us to pick out the pigs and dogs, right? He's asking us to use our, our judgment. He's asking us to use uh, discernment, correct, Um, in in who we cast our judgment to. Basically, you know, you don't cast pearls to pigs. You don't throw things of beauty, things you treasure, things of importance to pigs because they'll just trample it, right? And that's what he's asking us to do here. We know in the Bible we're going to be judged. So what kind of judgment do we prefer? Do we want a judgment of mercy, compassion, and forgiveness? I think, I hope one of the testaments of a and I hope going forward continuing this, I hope, I hope that we're known as a, a church of compassion. I hope, I hope that we're one of a church that seeks justice, loves mercy, and in so doing, we pass that along. We give that out. We're dispensers of grace wherever we go. And if you're visiting with us today, I hope you are as well. Jesus also tells us to be salt and light. I thought about that just kind of wrapping up. I thought about being salt and light, and, I, and it seems that judgment and hypocrisy are the opposite of those. Are they not? Jesus said, Let your light shine before others that they may see. Actually, it's Paul. Let our light shine before others that they may see our good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We are the carriers of the gospel the good news and let's share that okay let's pray